So hi, uh, Isaiah. Uh, it's really a pleasure to host you today. Uh, welcome to Coffee Chats by Felistas. Uh, we all know that we'll be celebrating International Education Day tomorrow. And uh, with the theme of changing course, uh, transforming education, uh, this is a very, very vital key area where we should focus when we are thinking of bringing up young innovators and people that are ready to innovate and uh, change the society and uh, uh, solve problems that are actually affecting us. I know COVID-19 has uh, been a lesson and uh, post-COVID-19 is also a challenge, especially uh, when we talk about education. Uh, the education routine changed in some countries uh, because there was a lockdown and lucky enough for countries that have good technology uh, and internet services, it was really easy uh, to transform this or, or give education to their citizens. Uh, give, for example, uh, when COVID started, I was in China and it was very uh, easy. It's a very, it was a very easy transition to the internet-based learning because they already system uh, available or in place to assist learning um, even when uh, it's on lockdown. So it's a pleasure to have you today and give us a little bit about your experience and your journey as an innovator in Tanzania and in Africa. So before further ado, Isaiah, please just introduce yourself, say who you are, what you're doing uh, so that our, our people who are listening to us can understand who you are. Karibu sana, Isaiah. Uh, Santi sana, Felista. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, um, as you've mentioned, my name is Isaiah Yunge uh, from Tanzania. I am an innovator, a tech uh, innovator in, in Africa. Um, well, I work, I work not only, I work between Africa, um, and, but I based in Tanzania. Um, so I work my my life journey or my skill set or rather i love to be um identified as an african uh problem solver because all of my work is always around social challenges that i face that i see across you know societies in my country and africa at large and um i've always been a person who asks, what can i do about this it's like i think a couple of years ago i you know i had this um a decision rather not to use my voice or my whenever I speak, not to use my voice to complain, um, you know, or waiting for a leader, parliament, or you know, to tweet a, um, a government council to solve issues that we're facing. Um, and I took an approach instead of me complaining, what if I go out and solve that particular problem if I can? And in, in turn, uh, um, I saw a lot of people, when you do that, people will come to support you. Either they will join you into that particular mission. Mm -hmm. um, either they will add knowledge and experiences solving the problem, right? Uh, and some will go even further to enable you, whether it's uh, tools, uh, uh, money or finances in that sense. And so I kind of enjoy this space because anytime you, you take a mission to solve something, uh, along the way, people always join to support you to reach uh, desired goal. And the goal is always to solve uh, a social problems that uh, exist and that's their pain in our own life. It could be our personal life, our families and our country. That's what I do always. So I work in, um, uh, in technology, uh, been working with um, innovating education sector at some point we, we, we launched an education product a couple of days a couple of years back um, um, and currently working on um, IOT Internet of things uh, combining software and hardware uh, with um, studying the Africa's uh, user you know um, user centric in the African perspective you know, looking at the traditions culture norms and just asking questions what would be um, for example, what would be what would a speaker that is good for Africa look like? What would it do? And and apart from many other things, inspiration for this kind of solution with me is like, you know, um, you've seen this Alexa things, Google Homes. This is tech that use AI. It's a hardware that use artificial intelligence, given capacity uh, by human being to think, uh, reason, 
maybe no reason to think uh, and act uh, and maybe research and execute a particular pro uh, a problem or a task. And one of the best ways to communicating with this kind of AI is by you know, natural language processing, using voices, you can speak with them and you can give them command by your voice. Now it's like I'm speaking to you, but I'm speaking to a machine and it will respond to me. And my lessons or my, you know, and I remember I was doing this uh, show um, uh, in Barcelona and I was shocked to see, and I, I was asking why all, all it take, all my accent is from Tanzania. So if you look at English language there, English literature, we have um, West Africa English literature. We have East Africa English. You can study the connotation, the pronunciation, the diction of words. You, you can go to South Africa English literature. It's, it's two different, like there are four, kind of English in Africa. Mm -hmm. And and Africans don't have to speak like Americans, like Scottish, like British, like, you know, you've lived to China, you see how Chinese English is, the diction, yeah. the accent, mm -hmm. different, yeah. it's, not, it's not UK. And my desire has been to make my generation to feel safe and comfortable speaking their own accent, even if they're speaking English or French, because they are not white, uh, Scottish or uh, UK. So all the, but one way that makes our young people in Africa inferior to how we communicate, you, you mentioned about Kenya being very confident with, their, with how they communicate, they do because part of embodying the confidence is making you allow, this is okay, this is how you speak, this is this legion, this is how you pronounce it, it's because of the precedent accent of your, um, uh, you know, language that you were born with, and it have effect with that. So my question was, if you look at Alexa, Google, and all these kind of things, what did you see? Alexa was an accent, you know, uh, but it's not my accent from where I come from. And I will speak to Alexa and it will say, uh, I didn't hear that, repeat again. You know? So it's like, but I'm saying, this is my English, this is how I pronounce it. And my, my people understand that. So I, mm -hmm. I say, I think we have to create an AI that emerge in them, the African accent, the African language, and African accent, whether we speak French, Arab, or English, it must the AI must be told from who we are. And that is very ethical when it comes to innovation, you know. And all this tech are innovated by somebody in Europe or US is innovating for Africa, but they don't know us. So I think I do want to complain and say, let me go out and create an AI technology whereby people in Gongolamboto can use whatever English they have to speak to uh, kids in class uh, at home during COVID, if speak with Kaya, for example, and ask questions in their own English and Kaya should be able to, first of all, comprehend the question, yeah. understand what they're asking for and respond in the same manner they've asked for because that's what they understand. And it makes them confident, feel okay, because India accent in English is different from any if, if, uh, American or UK or Scottish, right? So that's the mission of, that's why I innovate. I look at small, small details, but they're really important in programming mm -hmm. a, a generation and making them confident in their own skin. And it's the beauty of diversity, by the way. We're talking about yeah. diversity is part of that. You can't all speak like British people, but because we're not. And the diversity is use Africans speaking. Like you look at Nigerians, how they speak English. They're so proud about their own, you know, uh, yeah. English that speaking how they pronounce it and, and it's fine it's, and yeah. that's what diversity and if human evolve, uh, evolving or involvement uh, uh, of languages and culture uh, looks like and so that's why I innovate for small things like that yeah. um, uh, but initially that's what I do I innovate for Africa um, I also believe I'm a firm believer as an innovator to create technology that are owned beautiful Africans and owned by Africans. You know, it's a bit a challenge space or thing to think, but it's a belief that I have. Yeah. Um, you know, funny thing, like, can you imagine, since I'm, I'm younger, growing up with my grandma at home, yeah. I've seen television set and radio sets, mm -hmm. but all these sets were, were made in either Japan or China or US or, yeah. or Europe. Yeah. You know, for all mm -hmm. these years, I've never seen a, a, a TV set, which is a, a, a technology which is already there. TV said this is built and owned by Africans. Yeah. And this is, this is a 1.2 billion market. We can't build and own our things. For me, I believe it's so powerful when kids would see in a TV set, a TV called Shaka, Zulu. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different story. The empowerment yeah. of that, this is us. 
it's not all these things owned by if you go back who owns this who built this technology right yeah. so i cannot believe putting sets in african homes that also are owned and built by africans and that's yeah. part of my innovation and my my philosophy in innovating empowering building african tech for africans and empowering african areas to create for their own people and their own consumers actually yeah uh yeah that's my introduction it's a very long one, but yeah yeah it's okay Isaiah. i really appreciate that you really treasure diversity and also uh you said uh, accepting who we are and innovate uh be be comfortable for who we are and uh, we go out there and innovate uh, for africa uh, we are really proud of what you do um i know about kaya i follow you a lot i followed a lot of your work uh, you've got the Queen Award as well. There's so many things that you've done for, for Tanzania, and we are really, really proud. Uh, going to the key point of now, education. I know we are celebrating International Education Day. Uh, we know how much education contributes uh, to help us understand ourselves and also build our passion. So it gives us, it gives us like an enlightenment to understand who we are, what we can do, and uh, uh, we can to help our, ourselves, our communities, and our countries. So as a young innovator, looking at the African, uh, specifically uh, education system, uh, do you think our system prepares young people to be young innovators, uh, innovate for ourselves, solve our own problems without uh, any external um, uh, support or interference do you think our education system really prepares young people to be innovators no it, it doesn't it, mm -hmm. it never been for many years it doesn't mm -hmm. and it's not the it's not the fault of our government mm -hmm. our leaders it's also the fault of our government and our leaders uh because the reason why it's not it's in into what i know now it's this bigger global scheme or ecosystem mm -hmm. that we are into and you come to understand most of these countries um, um, don't really have a free will to just change their education systems. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's too risk, or maybe it's too costful, mm -hmm. um, uh, but also they haven't been a will to take um, a moment and analyze and assess, mm -hmm. you know, the education output for the past 10 years mm -hmm. what have we been able to give out to the to the market in terms of our graduates you know the academicians we've been able to put out you know let's see 10 years ago what did you put out what are they doing what have they done that is contributional to the education system in the country but contributional to the education system uh, uh, in africa but also uh, remarkable enough in contribution to the education system across the globe, you know, and that comes in um, what system change theories, uh, research that we've done uh, through our, uh, our academicians that the world has went and adapt and put forward. Mm -hmm. So we have been um, uh, releasing out an education system whereby everyone that we put out, uh, they are rather, uh, people who are not um, uh, prepared uh, to become innovative thinkers, mm -hmm. you know, people who will think outside of what a book they've read tell them to do. See, yeah. most of our education systems gives out um, uh, products in terms of uh, uh, academicians from universities and uh, education systems. Yeah. They are only confined into what the books taught them. They're only confined to what they're able to learn in class. Mm -hmm. They would never go out of the comfort zone and think beyond a particular field, a particular book, and explore further. Mm -hmm. I remember why I say no very bold. I remember when I was in my first university here in Tanzania, my first degree, mm -hmm. uh, my first year at university, we were given um, a, a, a coursework mm -hmm. to do, and it was a business law class. And uh, I've went further. What I did is we've given a, a particular case about uh, the, the closing insurance, uh, business insurance was called proximity of influence, mm -hmm. uh, proximity cause, whereby you're trying to trace 
the nearest possible cause of a particular accident so an insurance company can pay that person. Yeah. And there's a, a case happening in Mbea during those uh, hills in Mbea and Ilinga, these hills uh, whereby there always happen many accidents, right? Yeah. And so it has lain before, that night it has, there was a heavy lane, then there's a sloppily load, and then there was another a drunk driver, and this person got an accident. So we were supposed to trace out what was the cause of this accident? Was the rain, was the sloppery, or was the a drunker driver in the other side of the road, right? Mm -hmm. And so the case was ruled in the High Court of Tanzania, and it's the one we always go back to start, right? Mm -hmm. And I studied the, the case ruling, and somehow my imagination and my thinking, I kind of have a different theory of what would be the possibility cause, you know? Mm -hmm. So my coursework, answering my coursework, mm -hmm. I went on, and give my own argument. Yeah. I did not copy the ruling of the high court. Yeah. I, 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 I refer the ruling of the high court as a reference, but I concluded with my own uh, observation, my own recommendations, right? It's just part of, I, I, I was just maybe thinking, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and when the teacher came in to give cause, everyone has passed 10 over 10. Except you. was giving this, except me yeah. this was the first year he was giving out this sheet and he said in every uh here's the right word in every um uh i don't know use kenemsi fala wa kenge eh wa mamba kenge akosi no it was used to black sheep every msifala wa mamba sheep sheep no sheep always a black sheep <laughs> so he, he called me a black sheep in white sheep journey uh, uh, because that's what became a university he used to call me black sheep yeah and i was called a black sheep because and, and then he said who do you think you are you are not a doctor level who do you think you are to coach yourself who do you think you are to give your own opinion he was like he was so angry he put me in front of a class and he was so angry uh, uh, bashing me for giving my opinion like who do you think you're socrates and he mentioned so do you think you're socrates who do you think you are? You are nobody. Mm -hmm. You have not educated to give your own opinions. You, you, you answer what I teach you. And that was me in university, one of the you know, high universities in the country. And luckily, I, I am an unshakable optimist. You really can kill my stubbornness in terms of me thinking. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, this is what it is. So I'm going to go. And I'm telling you, my, my teachers would say, all oh, my classes, I'll get A, 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 A. Because from that moment, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll Please them. I'll go in the, after Kozik or whatever. Yeah. I will study the pamphlet they've given. The pamphlet. I will understand it in and out from where the nuclear was, where the comma was, and I'll get A's, A's, A's. But yeah. and the A's you get is not because you went further. You've learned. You've listened. You've understand. You know, you've applied your knowledge. It's because you went and claimed a particular pamphlet and a particular subject, and I actually mimicked what the teacher was yeah. speaking word by word, example by example. That makes you the best student. So no, our education does not prepare yeah. for become, you know, because you can't think. You're yeah. trained not to think. Yeah, uh, just to add on that, uh, I know it's, it's always frustrating when you read something and you want to explain it in your own words, and then somebody is telling you you should write what the person who wrote that wrote, yeah. uh, because yeah. we have uh, different perspectives of understanding your story. And um, that's where you get the creativity of uh, explaining a certain scenario. So I totally yeah. understand. And uh, we are lucky that we have literature. In literature, we, we used to read books. And then after reading the book, uh, you kind of say your own story. How did you understand that story? Yeah. But uh, yeah. if literature is not your area of uh, expertise, it's really frustrating because uh, maybe I want to, um, to do something else. So if you don't give me the opportunity to actually explain in my own words, you are killing uh, that creativity uh, uh, thing in, in me. So I totally understand. So, um, and just there and then, what do you think are the recommendations? What should we do so that people can be given more room to actually 
think in their own ways when it comes to um, uh, answering questions, for example, or even explaining something and thinking outside the box, Isaiah. Yeah, um, thank you so much. Um, yeah. uh, can you hear me? I, I, yeah, I can. I can. I can hear you properly. Okay, good. good. Yeah. I mean, what should be, what should be my recommendations to this challenge uh, with our education system? I think I think we we have to go back to the basics, and uh, and the basics is when a, a person a child is born, mm -hmm. they come with software installed in their brain and in, in their mind. They come with something. Mm -hmm. And I like what you say about Kenya that there's a system whereby a parent and a teacher has a 60% role to play. And that's what I like about this new way of thinking. Like, mm -hmm. see students as people who have come into these words with already pre existing softwares. Yeah. So they have pre existing uh, 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 knowledge that we don't have only to fill them with information. We have to allow kids and young people and students to give out what they have inside them. That is creativity, creativity. And that's why when you say that, well, we don't have many employment people unemployed and it's a very, it's, it's a funny thing to see actually. Mm -hmm. Think about it, if, if, if you go to NIDA, a national identification agency in Tanzania, every person has, they take their biometrics, you put yes. your fingerprint. Every person has a unique fingerprint. So if you have a unique fingerprint, you will never lose, you never miss job or lose it because you, you have something unique that you have, but it's inside. Mm -hmm. You don't, you've never brought it out. Mm -hmm. All you've been doing is doing things you've been told to do. Yeah. You've been told to do accounting morning to evening. Yes. To do, but, but maybe you're a creative director. You can create things that they would have never seen, right? Mm -hmm. So at, and that begins from early age, you allow kids to give out what they have, what to give into them, the mm -hmm. input that you put them, it's only to nourish what they're gonna bring out and to yeah. show the way and to lead. And so I say, what, what my recommendation should be, our education system should be less, less more of testing, less more of competition analysis, uh, competition measurement in, in classes or doing exams, uh, less more of performance-based education that you have A, B, 50, 10, less more of that, less more of linking and performance, of course, that's the number, linking as well, you know, linking all oh, this best students, less yeah. more of those kind of things and less more of too much schooling from Monday to Friday, mm -hmm. class hours, class hours and class hours and in the class, in this class hours, students, mind you, students are not allowed, like I wasn't allowed to give out my opinion from morning to even Monday to Friday, <laughs> They're sitting there to listen to this teacher who's bawling, who's yeah. frustrated, who has anxiety, who's depressed, who doesn't even believe he can build a plane of his own and he's mm -hmm. teaching your kids and make them believe small as little as he can believe. But if a teacher will sit there and allow to be inspired by students so they can give out their half. So it's less more of those kind of schooling hours and everything. Yeah. Um, and let's do more of um, uh, child perspective. What yes. is their perspective? Yeah. What is a student perspective when it comes yeah. to uh, uh, innovating uh, homes for low-income people in yeah. villages? There yeah. is a perspective that will shock you when you allow people to do things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, what is let more of creativity and play? Creativity, see, kids at a young age, students, if you allow part of the way young people learn is play. Playing is part and part of learning, mm -hmm. failing, picking themselves up and learning by doing yes. and, and, and giving to them the physical activity, the physical uh, desire to do things by their fist, by their hand, by moving. It's being mm -hmm. it's, it's a practical way of doing things. Yeah. So creativity is key and play. Meaning come by you, you do it, your exam shouldn't be about, about this long hour SEO, ABCD, but maybe some, some of the way we give them uh, exams should be uh, this semester, uh, for the knowledge you've learned this semester in this particular subject, 60% uh, of your marks or uh, measurement of your, your uh, um, um, passing uh, um, decision will be made for you to go and create anything you imagine from what yeah. from the, the knowledge you've received here in this class. Anything. Yes. So let them go home and create you 
um, a, um, a TV that doesn't use electricity. There's a guy yeah. in Zimbabwe using remote TV. That's, that's, that's what you have. That's what creativity does. Yeah. Because they have knowledge. Now allow them to imagine and think. That's creativity. So education like that is really good. It allows people to become innovative and people who will never like a job to in their lives. Yeah. Let, uh, let's do more of exploration. Explorers. You see, all the... Uh, left Victoria was uh, discovered by an explorer. Mountains, mm -hmm. explorers discover things. Explorer mm -hmm. invent things. Mm -hmm. So allow kids to become explorers. Mm -hmm. uh, and also more, less more of encouragement. Uh, encouragement on, they can always improve. They can yeah. always do better. They can always yeah. go back home with their creativity or their knowledge or their ideas and improve into those. Don't diminish or kill their ideas. You know, when I went to one of these incubation in Tanzania after 2015, mm -hmm. I have the idea of summer up. Mm -hmm. And I pitched someone up to them and they say, ah, this idea will never work. We don't see mm -hmm. any way of this becoming anything. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe come, go and come up with another idea. I never been under any incubation. I went and built someone up and it became a bigger company whereby it, you know, it became on a Forbes list. It received uh, the Queen's Award. I was under uh, Rockefeller, 100 innovators. I was, uh, you know, Harvard uh, innovators. Why was that? If, if they would only encouraged me, but you find somebody who um, discouraged an idea because they don't see it as how you say it. And that's why mm -hmm. we're unique. Yeah. Uh, and so more of social education, whereby kids learn more of social emotional skills. This is where kids are going to win in the future. We have robots, yeah. we have AI technologies, whereby everything now can be automated by technology and systems. Mm -hmm. What is advantage of human being of kids from universities of this new generation is to have social economic skills, you know, EQ and IQ, and to be able to listen. I'm not diminishing. They still have to study uh, physics, uh, mathematics, yeah. uh, computers, mm -hmm. uh, and microeconomics. You kids have to study microeconomics, and in particular, there must be in Tanzania and in Africa, there must be a subject about money. What is money? Mm -hmm. Money has to be a subject from first day kids go to school. That's microeconomics, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have to teach kids about game theory. Game theory is about mindsets, about winning, about thinking, about problem solving. Game theory is key. You see kids playing games and becoming big. No, it's not just a game. These are theories that makes them become problem solvers. That's what they do. They, so you take care of game theories and they do games, they play, they create that. You have kids now, go back to kids who play games from the younger age, how yeah. they think, how they use technology and computers. They are far ahead than when we were younger. So it's game theory is key to create the next generation of, uh, of generation which think and solve problems. Game theory is the top notch, a place for kids to learn of problem solving they will solve anything if at a younger age they can they can learn and and be familiar with game theories and the last thing um uh, uh maybe two last things they have to learn about um the psychology of persuasion persuasion is a psychology you have you see many young why people want to they don't have employment right now they don't have agila in tanzania or in africa and kenya they have this mm -hmm. whole education they have good English, they don't have, their psychology of persuasion is so weak. It's a science of persuasion to persuade people to give you money, to help you out, to fund you. It's never about the technology you have. It's about how strong you believe and how big your conviction in your idea, in your, in, your, in, your, in your solution, and how you can convince people, not one time, over and over and over until after a hundred rejections, one person will say, let's do it. Yeah. I'm gonna support you. And that is a psychology because if you don't have mentally, you're gonna be depressed and anxiety because you do one time, they reject you, they reject you and you give up. But if you can keep going over and over and over, it's a psychology of persuasion, it's key for kids to learn, you know? Uh, and whatever that, and they have to, kids have to learn whatever that leads uh, leads to increased emotional intelligence. You know, Jan, I was I saw an article. Uh, somebody did a young a young boy at sixteen mm -hmm. just committed suicide. You know, yeah. And there were and this is the trending is increasing. You know, yeah. anxiety. You know, depression. All the kind of things increasing. But but what is the problem? 
in our country in Tanzania and in Africa, we've never really put attention to mental health. And, and because we've never trained and taught our kids emotional intelligence enough, mm -hmm. even parents to practice at home, emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. Yeah. And so I think in the future, my recommendation would be those kind of uh, things I've, I've given you out, uh, an education based on skill-based education, a skill-based education that allow uh, play, uh, creativity, and kids to say, your son should be able to tell you what uh, um, uh, your home should be and give him, okay, take your room and, and do it how you want to, I want to see what's your idea, you know? And that's a way of encouragement to kids. Yeah. And then from that, from you doing that, you might be surprised he will invent, he might invent the next home technology because of you just giving him an idea, a permission to think and create and be free to imagine. Yeah. Thank you so much, Isaiah. You've really touched on very key areas for people who have children like me. Uh, we've la we learn a lot because, uh, you know, uh, you've talked about the last thing that is very key. Emotional intelligence is missing, um, uh, especially that people are very well educated, uh, but they don't really know how to control their emotions. So, and social media has made it um, very easy for people to, to commit suicide, to harm themselves because they feel that what they see is real. So actually giving education to children to understand that it's okay to have a C and uh, you can focus on something that you love and still succeed. Uh, yeah. It's really important as, as much as uh, we, are, we are told that actually uh, uh, as much as the A students perform very good, we shouldn't ignore the C students. The C students have their own creativity and you find most of the time uh, the C students are actually owners of companies and the A students come work for these C students. So I totally understand and these are key areas I hope people who will listen to this conversation will put into practice from a family level, from a community level to a, a nation level because actually it begins with the home. If we train our kids very well to really understand what what is education in general, not only uh, classroom education, but rather skill development, then uh, students will be confident to do what they love most. And then they'll be able to actually use this creativity to solve problems from the community level and even expand it even globally. So thank you so, so much, Isaiah. Uh, just to conclude our conversation today, I really want, uh, I know you've introduced yourself and your journey. I know there are so many young people who have ideas and uh, they really want to make their ideas work. Uh, but they don't know what to do. <laughs> it's really difficult because um, uh, sometimes when people succeed, uh, they, it's difficult for them to share uh, their real, real uh, journey sometimes because there's so many reasons that come along. I don't blame them, but it will be really nice to hear from you. How should be a young innovator in Africa? Where should they begin? I have an idea, but I don't really know what to do. I really, I really don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you. That's a, a really important question you've asked. And yeah. actually it's a key. I've met many young people, um, very intelligent. They are very um, gifted in terms of innovative. Um, they see unique, they see a unique way of solving problems, mm -hmm. but they don't even know how to begin, even where to go and begin. Um, but what, what's more, uh, being an innovator is the frustration the joy of an innovator isn't making money. And, and I should make it. The joy is to have a problem that it's a pain um, uh, in your society or in your own life, or in your friend's life, in your family life. And the joy is when you want to solve it and you are actually able to solve it. And actually people, they are smiling and they are happy because of what you are able to build for them. The joy is when you see the end user of your solution that become like a painkiller to that particular problems, you know, have that satisfaction, that, 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 that feeling of thank you, finally somebody thought of this pain, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest joy. You know, money will come as, an, as a reward, but the joy is to solve 
problems and make people my my personal goal is to delight people's lives make people have an easy life and feel joyful living you know mm. um and if i can make people joyful by using any of my technology it's i mean i would die such person in that sense uh so where do they start i was starting a very very key point that i i, I learned later on and it would be my struggle how do you first of all um you start in your room you start in your phone you start in your scrubbing board you start in your notebook you know, where, where you scrub your stuff where you start here you don't start any further you start with what you have your pencil a pen computer or phone that's where you stand you see uh it's easier to tell people ideas or to take a napkin and draw and show them uh, a loot map of your solution and how it work you know so draw things down write that particular uh, technology or code how it work how it functions uh who to assist who to help uh who's a potential person to help you out uh who will become uh you know a stakeholder in terms of compliance and government what's a government you know so map all that things and keep working on that and then uh find similar people who think like you who see the same problem as you see because when you're studying you don't have money uh, to innovate so you're going to find people who have skills you don't have but who also see the same problem or challenge you're seeing you know so it's cheaper you find few two one person so you have two people seeing the same problems and you have different skill set and if you combine them now you might have an mvp a minimal viable product that you can just demo anywhere and show people you know and then pick more interest from people right what do you think about this you go to market to mama uh, i have a solution for to to help you the business what do you think about this uh, maybe can i put in your phone use it very basic it's a buggy whatever it's buggy it's crashing it's fine but see you know ah but it's doing this maybe maybe it could be so you start from there you know yeah. it's not not even from a bigger level now uh you also have to be uh innovation in africa entrepreneurship is hard is depressing is hard you know you asking me earlier on when i got here sir why uh, are you like that you you you, you lost weight mm-hmm. and you will do this you have this moment every time sometimes you won't even have food people will have this name of you as entrepreneur they will think you're successful but maybe you have six months you are struggling to survive maybe you have a year you struggle to survive you know lucky if you live at your parents if you live in your own house you struggle with rent mm-hmm. so you have this idea which is bugging you in your mind you can sleep and then you have a, a, a landlord trying to make you you know leave the house or evacuate or you have no place to, to live and you know so and for younger people and I'm going to for younger people if they're grown they will have maybe a girlfriend or a boyfriend mm-hmm. they didn't another there there another uh, layer to that there's a family yeah. layer as well so it's not an easy thing it's difficult it's hard and the hardest part is the amazing girlfriend family or society around you you also have to convince people to understand you because you always been doing this innovation for the past four years you're still depending on us there's no money you can buy your, you can pay your own rent you can buy your own food what are you doing you're a failure you're a loser go there do this but you believe in this it's going to take 10 years to make sense it's going to take time it's not tomorrow <laughs> you have i'm telling you this it's not tomorrow Mm-hmm. So you have to have, and I talk about emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. and 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 that's a mental uh, stability and agility that you you must have the resilience resilience to go mm-hmm. through life whereby you seem like crazy. No one give. Sometimes you people would even ridicule you. They they think you're crazy. You know, you think it's f- fashion to be employed at PwC and have a and have a car immediately. Uh, but sometimes your vision and your technology maybe it will help. 20 million people per day in the next 20 years mm-hmm. do you have the ability to believe in the future you're seeing you see are you you're building most innovators they see not today they see 10 yeah. years five years yeah. from now what will happen yeah so so you must have the mental strength to persevere mm-hmm. to wait to to go through those tough first time if you look at the most you know, I tell you the point i was sleeping in a coach i was sleeping in a car it's, these are really true stories mm-hmm. you know some will have depression where they gain weight and lose control. They like some will be 
become they lose weight and become frustrated some will go mad they look like they're crazy and so it's not easy if you're an african innovator and the last part why it's not easy because our parents our elders our government systems our wealthy people in africa don't understand our generation we are actually not in the same relation with different we are like this so we're going to crash somewhere so unless mm-hmm. one has to somehow bend we meet somewhere mm-hmm. because all our, our wealthy African wealthy people, all they know is building skyscrapers, is building hotels, is building buildings, is building, 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 buildings. It's not innovating in the next cutting evolution technology in health, in agriculture sector. You understand? Yeah. In the water sector, it's yeah. not there. They don't see that you can invest in you seven billion today in the next 20 years you have this african unicorn they don't see they want now 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 money in gla you know you know <laughs> yeah and, and so and so you're going to not have financial support our banking system in tanzania is even worse better kenya it's worse the bankers the banking listeners they don't even think they're not creative they can't support how come you're telling an african like Isaiah, Isaiah, to give you, a, I'm, I'm looking for 4 million USD from a bank, NMB, for example, and they're telling me to give them a collateral worth for 4 million, 4 million USD. I don't have that collateral. So I'm competing with Chinese uh, 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 entrepreneurs in, in Africa, innovators who come to Africa with collateral free loan from the government. Yeah. The government, other people, they're given loan by the government in China to come to conquer Africa. They come with 20 million USD. A young person from Xi'an University, from Wuhan University, from uh, whatever university in China, they come, they see the support market in Africa, they come with 20 million USD, collateral free loan from the government to come and win Africa. They win, they launch techno, they win. You understand? They launch, yeah. the, they win. I, my project needs that money. My, I go to my bank, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. You, you are struggling to live. No, we can't give you. You, you have the same you don't have, you know? Yeah. So it's tough to innovate if you're an African. Our government, our banking in, in, instrument, our, our financial uh, enablers, they don't understand where the world is and where we are going. They are left out. They are actually 20 years back. So if you want to win, I'm, I used to be against, I'm, I'm Afrocentric, I'm pro-Africa, mm-hmm. but I am not going to see young people who are creative and innovative committing suicide after seven years because they never have support in Africa. So I am now championing a new lot for African innovators. Get out of Africa, leave Africa, go to US, go to UK, go to Japan, go to Russia. Rather, if our government doesn't help you to innovate for Africa, go help Russia to innovate for Africa. Why do you think all these Kenya and Nigeria companies are, they have a parent company in the US and they're building for Kenya, they're building for Nigeria, right? Because look at the pay, pay stack last year, two years ago, they are bought for 200 million. Main one, main one uh, yeah, uh, last year, December, a company called Main One yeah, was bought by Equinox for 320 million USD. But it's an African lady who built a company, right? So. If our African countries and as innovators, we have to go to these countries and sell our innovations to other companies out of Africa who understand our innovations. I have some of my friends, one of my friends from Namibia, mm-hmm. uh, he's an innovator. He works at uh, Daimler in Germany. Daimler is the company that owns, creates and owns uh, Mercedes-Benz and I think mm-hmm. BM or Mercedes-Benz, right? Yeah. So he designed a car technology, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And he went and sold the patent technology to this company. And he was paid one time big money. It's good. But if, our, if his country would have helped him, the patent of that technology would have been in Africa. The loyalty would be in Africa. The franchise would be from Africa. But because our leaders don't understand, you cannot kill yourself now. Yeah. Because the chance they have as innovators is now to go to work for these other companies while they can build this tech. And when Africa owns this town of these technologies and it owns a patent, the intellectual property rights, the copyrights, it's something transformational in itself on how Africa gain and makes money and empower the next generation of innovators. So I think for innovators, it's difficult. If your country can't really support you, if the ecosystem doesn't understand you, it's okay. It's okay because I'm a, I'm a Christian. And the Bible says, 
go and dominate the earth. So you have no jurisdiction that you only have to innovate for Tanzania. Mm -hmm. If Tanzania doesn't understand you, the earth in Russia will understand you. Mm -hmm. You still have mandate and power and intelligence and ability to innovate there. If uh, Kenya doesn't understand you, go to Morocco. If go to Uganda, Uganda will understand you. I'm saying don't be confined to Tanzania, go to Zambia. If Zambia will welcome you, go to Zambia. If uh, Zambia doesn't go to Nigeria, Nigeria will take you, right? Yeah. Because you have, you, sometimes these young people are ahead of time and ahead of everyone and they can't kill themselves. They can't give up. They have to go. Last two weeks, there's a news in TBC in Tanzania whereby an innovator in Kibaha uh, designed his own machine to purify uh, this uh, palm, Maurice oil. palm oil yeah. uh, and, and refine and sell. He didn't have any certification, was not formally uh, given uh, permission with all the regulators, the TMDA, all the kind of people, and TBS, uh, standards. And they went, the police and these people in this uh, um, uh, Bureau of the agents who control the Bureau of Standard of Product, yeah. they went and confiscated him, shut down his uh, operations, and took him and, and, and took him to confinement. This is an innovator. Yeah. who has innovated a solution to purify oil. Yeah. It should be the task of the government to and support. all its agents to go out and take him and uh, purify and uh, modify his technologies and, 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 and make it much more better and safe. And empower him, not confiscate yeah. him, not scare innovators. That's how yeah. Tanzania thinks. So if our leaders in regulation um, think like that, let's go to China. Let's, let's help China dominate Africa. Yeah. Let's help Rwanda dominate Tanzania. If Tanzania, like wherever you go out to help Kenya win the Mpesa from Kenya to here. But it was, he came here, it was rejected. So you go to Kenya and bring back Mpesa here. Yeah. That is a lot of, you know, it's not about against the country, it's about you're going to build solution for humanity. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying, go out of your own country mm -hmm. because you're creating innovation to help humanity forward. Mm -hmm. It's not about this particular country. So this country doesn't understand you. You still have to help humanity thrive. Yeah. You still have to be to have a contribution as an innovator to humanity. There must yeah. be Felista who gets a contribution in the history of the world. Yes. And if that contribution yeah. won't be acknowledged in Tanzania, it has it to be acknowledged in Kenya, Uganda, or Nigeria, or Morocco. You must do that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Isaiah. That's really, really key. Uh, where uh, the generation doesn't understand young people. Um, innovators really have a, need a lot of support. Uh, you have an idea, you need some support to push up your idea, to actually expand that idea to serve a lot of people. But we if we have people who shut down this creativity, it's really difficult. As you've said, go anywhere, create make a social impact that will actually save humanity. It's really, really important that you've shared this. I know there are people who have ideas, they don't know what to do, they're really confined in one area, uh, waiting for support or funds or scholarship or, you know, they, 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 they haven't thought that they can go somewhere else as Tanzanians and also make an impact and be recognized as Tanzanians that have really uh, saved humanity. Just a, a clear example, we have people who are in the US, we have, um, writers who have written books have really made breakthroughs and they've actually made our country proud. So that's a, a really a, a good example. You've talked about Fernandez, he has gone out. Yeah. Uh, he's still yeah. a Tanzanian, he's still um, a proud Tanzanian and he has saved a lot of people. So it doesn't yeah. really matter who benefits, but as long as your creativity has saved mankind and created a social impact, that's the main key. Thank you so, so much, Isaiah. Yes. The main key of innovation or innovators, all of them, is not yeah. really money. I, yeah. I tell you, it's not really money. Yeah. Enjoy to serve humanity. Yes. To see people delighted at the lowest moment, at mm -hmm. their lowest point in life, at mm -hmm. the discomfort, that you can bring a solution that gives them comfort and make mm -hmm. them joyful, enjoy their day, and enjoy their life. That's the joy of any innovator. So that should never have a limit. Yeah. Meaning, if you're building for humanity, you can go to any place, anywhere in the world, and do that. Yeah.
Thank you so, so much for your time. And I hope everybody who listened to this chat will benefit not only for the innovators, but also for people who are raising innovators because the future is so bright. And we understand we are talking about the sustainable development goals by 2030. If we don't have innovators, if we don't have creative young people, these uh, SDGs will not be met. So thank you so much for sharing. And uh, uh, just one last word uh, before we close, what do you have to say to young people uh, who are innovators and uh, they are looking forward to change the world uh, in the 21st century, Isaiah? Thank you so much. To change the world as a young person, entrepreneur, innovator, leader, uh, a writer, um, uh, we have to have learned this, and it's, it's a very practical way of making sure the older generation is on board because we can't keep complaining that they don't support us. Mm -hmm. So, how do we bring them to support us? And we have to make our older generation to think that they are honored, they are respected that their contribution to humanity is honored, is seen, is identified, is recognized by our generation, you know? And so we have to make them comfortable, not see us as competitors, as uh, harmful disruptors. And so how we do that, we have to involve them in our innovation and uh, uh, make them uh, know that we need them from mm -hmm. the get-go of our innovations. So mm -hmm. involve them into the blends storming sessions mm -hmm. and you see their perspective they see your perspective as well mm -hmm. don't just go and pitch something which is ready also mm -hmm. we have to be willing to take their input and that because they also have experience mm -hmm. they are more wiser even the years have lived so they have something of course yeah. that we have to tap into and so if you can win to harmonize how we work with the older generation in politics those who have money in, in, in finances and and then and, 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 and make them you see there's no one without the other. We actually need each other. Mm. And then we, we open their eyes to start giving us attention, mm. you know, testing, working with us, mm. maybe empowering us well, right? So I think yeah. the best way for a young person is, please, before we do all these things, we can't complain that uh, uh, the government, the, the regulations are bad for us. But what if you can go to the uh, uh, prime minister or uh, office and have a chat with them and, and pitch them what we see and, mm -hmm. and paint them a five, 10, 20 is what we see. Mm -hmm. And then each of them give us a response. But the moment we leave their office, we leave them thinking. There's an effect that we leave them thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's how we love for them to come and rally for us and build a, a conducive environment for us because they, they have to feel their part and parcel of our journey as creators. Thank you so, so much for making time. And uh, we look forward for, for feedback uh, from people who listen to this podcast. And I hope it will be very fruitful and an enlightenment to many young people looking forward to change their lives, uh, to change the community, to change their societies, and actually uh, make a breakthrough through the global market. So thank you so much, Isaiah. And from me, it's bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.